from Be Still, Be Free, it's the Cast with Amber Miller, Sarah Godey, and Monica Steely. For more resources and information related to today's episode, please visit www.bestillbefree.com. Hello and welcome to the Cast. I am your host, Amber Miller, and we have a very exciting um, show for you guys today. We are continuing our series, Be Boundless. Um, first, we covered being patient. Then, le- the two weeks ago, we covered being abiding. And then now, this week, we are talking about commitment and what that means. I'm very excited to welcome Sarah Godey. Hi. And Monica Steely. Hello. To the studio with us today. And, um, we're just, we have a great show lined up. Sarah, tell us a little bit about um, commitment. This is a great topic for this week, and we're very excited. Um, of course, we say that every week, and we're so excited. And, and this is so awesome, yeah. and we're so geeked up. <laughs> um, but and Sarah sings. I'll tell you, what is humbling, and I said this when we concluded last week's um, recording, is you know when we sat down and came up with all of these words we did not do any pre-research it was just hey let's do these words and i think these words would kind of go together and let's call it this and da 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 and i have just been humbled at how god continues to create this fluidity from word to word and so patient was our our first topic for this um series series and then amber had be abiding and now we're doing be committed and all of them just overlap it was kind of like when we did the mercy and kindness and right. compassion and forgiveness like even the meanings of the words mm-hmm. began to overlap it's, it's they're like all braided together they are braided together and i like to use that analogy that really i got this out of a book that i read really early on about how god takes everything and weaves it together to create your tapestry of life mm-hmm. and i feel like he's creating this tapestry of be yeah Absolutely. This is what Be Still Be Free looks like. And he's just weaving all these threads together. So I'm excited to go ahead and and add to that tapestry, um, the Be Committed series. Um, And so we're going to do things a little different this week. We have found that sometimes we have a lot of content and we're rushing through that content <laughs> to try to get done in our 30 minutes. <laughs> and so, um, and you know, none of us, we're all shy. We don't really like to talk a lot. And so 30 minutes is a lot for us to come up with sometimes not. And so, um, I, I, I was like, is she serious? What's wrong like, with her? Not serious. Who? Yeah. Who is who? I am. I am. I'm shy. And so, um, Quiet. we have, and I am, yeah. I'm so meek and, and mild, non-passionate. so not passionate. And so we decided that we we're going to make committed into two weeks because there's just a lot of content. And, um, last night, Monica is so gracious to let me crash at her house and shout out to Jaina for letting me have her bed every time <laughs> I come to town. Jaina's uh, the best. That's friend. she does. And so it's so fun. But um we stayed up late last night talking about the whole committed thing with Greg actually too. And it was just really exciting to see how almost all of these B words are coming to this one point. Like even be patient and be abiding are feeding into the be committed. Yes. Yeah. Um and we live in a culture today that has a problem with commitment and I didn't want us just to get on here and be like we have a problem with commitment so let's talk about it like I want to prove it so what I did is some research to come up with some statistics and so let's just talk about those statistics for a little bit okay 
There was a study done um, a gen- by the General Social Survey, and it was a vast demographic study conducted by the National Opinion Research Center at the University of Chicago. They found that Christians, like adherents of other religions, have a divorce rate of about 42%. The rate among religiously unaffiliated Americans is about 50%. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we're again, when we're talking about commitment, we're going to talk about all kinds of commitment. And we've talked about before how the marriage is the closest relationship to exemplify what Christ is to yeah. the church. And so we are going to talk about marriage because yeah. if we're breaking that marriage commitment, what we're showing is there's a Christ who's willing to break that commitment with us. Mm-hmm. And that's not true yeah. because he never breaks his commitment. If he was going to break his commitment, he would not have suffered on the cross. Yeah. Right? Like he stayed true to what his vision and his calling was on his life and even though like we talked about it took 30 years to fulfill right. even starting his ministry um he stayed committed he stayed to the course mm-hmm. so we're going to kind of have that same level of just let's be really honest about our level of commitment barna attendance at weekend church services has declined among this group of christians by seven percent since 1991 falling from 66 percent to 59 percent so and this barna did a a research um, survey over a couple of years uh, a few years ago and i believe it was 2011 that this this survey was released and um i was actually lucky enough that the church that i was going to at the time was one of the churches that they used to do this this study for wow and so we got to um, answer the survey online, and you resubmit, you submitted it back. And so um, that was really kind of a cool thing for me. Um, and they did go over the results, and these were some of the results that I found online. So, again, um, since 1991, church service has declined by 6 or 7%. The proportion of born-again adults who read the Bible during the week, not including when they are at the church at a church event, has decreased by 9%. The weekly average is now 62%. Volunteering at church during the week for those identified as born-again Christians has dropped from 41% to 29%. So have you ever heard of the 20-80 principle? Yeah. You know, 20% of the people are doing 80% of the work and 80% of the people are doing 20% of the work. That statistic proves that. 29% of the people are the ones volunteering. So, um... You know, it it takes everybody to make a church go around. Volunteering, um, let's see here. Sorry, I just did that one. Even with the increase in born-again Christians over the last 20 years, what has not increased is the participation in their faith, Mm -hmm. Varna said in his analysis of this study. So more people are claiming Christianity than ever before, but fewer people are participating in the faith, which to me is such a contradiction. How can you profess Christianity if you're not participating in the faith? Mm. Um, This doesn't just affect our older generation. This also affects the younger generation. Um, Tim Elmore and his generation IY states that in 1999, 90% of teens planned to go to college. In 2009, 30% of teens didn't even graduate from college. So, I mean, from high school. So we've gone from 90% of kids in 1999 desiring college to now more than 30% of kids not even graduating from high school. So they're definitely not going on to college. Um, And last week, Amber had read some things. I want to read this again because I think this really hits home. Excuse me. 
Today, most young adults delay buying homes, getting married, having children, and settling in long-term careers for the sake of flexibility. 91% of millennials expect to change jobs in less than three years, and this often involves transitioning cities or living situations. According to the Future Workplace Multiple Generations at Work survey, as a result, we're a generation constantly in flux. Although we desire rich community and genuine relationships, we often do not stick around, a.k.a. commit, Mm -hmm. long enough for these connections to flourish. Well, and two, this kind of goes along with what you were talking about. As far as, like, generations go, millennials, I read this just the other day, are the least religious generation That's in right. the history of America. Well, actually, what millennials are doing is they're taking parts of different religions yeah. and putting them to gr- together to create a new millennial religion, yeah. a new movement that fits what they think religion should look like. And it's very scary because, actually, like— a big part of that is the occult. Actually, right. is very prevalent, right? You know, this is any um, older generation, like people listening to this, pray for my generation, for millennials, because they're it's it's really horrible. It, what's, what's going on? It, right statistics now. are proving that they are either moving away from the church totally, or they're moving into these self-made religions what works for them and there's no corporate worship there's no community there's no outreach there's no set of truth they're not you know this part of the bible works and this part of the bible doesn't and i couldn't find the one statistic from barna that also quoted that um it's there's an is an obscure amount of people that are going to church every week calling themselves born-again christians believing in Christ and yet they do not believe that the Bible is the infallible word of God. Right. Same as they don't believe a lot of people are to the point now where they don't even know if they believe that Christ was truly the son of God. Mm -hmm. They think that he was just a really good man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A really great prophet. That's a very popular belief right now. I even have, I have a, a friend of mine who's friends with a pastor at a church who admitted to her, he doesn't know if he believes. Yeah in the entirety like infallible word of God and if what Jesus really professed himself to be was truth and he's pastoring and you know I'm just going to go out on a (laughs) on a limb here and I'm just going to be kind of bold because I feel like the Lord is leading boldness in this but that's not Christianity no no that that is not Christianity Christianity is Christ likeness it is it is following Christ as it is written in the word it's not developing your own sense of religion based out of what works for you and what feels good so that you can continue to be uncommitted Yes, and you know what I will say, um, in, not in defense of my generation, but just as a part of it, is that I think a huge reason for this, uh, one of the, the reasons that I think that millennials are so skeptical of the Bible now, is because that there have been so many Christians who, may, like maybe older people or whoever, who are so um, dogmatically tied to their particular theology they're dues yes that they um they they teach their doctrine as the infallible word of god right as opposed to uh do you know what i'm saying absolutely the denomination the the denomination has become the quote truth versus the actual truth exactly exactly and i think that that um that when we're talking about commitment like there's a level of commitment like being committed to truth and being committed to your like dogmatic like own personal beliefs Opinion. about mm-hmm. opinions, opinions about something are two completely different That's things. Right. And I think that this one, the the being so committed to your own opinion, 
is one of the things for my generation that yes. has really pushed them away. Absolutely. Well, we talked about this last night with Greg about how the Pharisees were committed to they God. They were very committed. To God. Mm-hmm. They were yeah, not committed to big, Christ. Right. They denied Christ. They so they're committed did. to God, but they're not committed to Christ. And I think that we're finding that in this world. We're mm-hmm. committed to the idea of a God. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we'll even go so far as to say it's the God of the Bible, but we're not going to buy into the Christ stuff. Right. So if you don't buy into the Christ stuff, you just set yourself free from having to be mm-hmm. committed to the word of God. Right. Because the true. word of God is the prophecy of the life of Christ and the fulfillment yes. of that and his coming again in right. Revelation. Yeah. So we have to be very careful um, as Christians to be bold enough to say that we not only are committed to God, but we are committed to Jesus Christ, the son of man, the son of as God, the way, as the way, the, the truth, truth the and life. the life. Yeah. And no one else comes to the father, but by me, Absolutely. if you're believing anything else out there, you are not committed to true Christianity of the Bible. Yeah. You might be committed to something else, mm-hmm. but it's not going to get you to heaven mm-hmm. and it's not going to give you freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's where, that's where the millennials are, 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 Moving away from flexing all of this because they see bondage. They don't see freedom and they've watched their parents sever commitments that were supposed to be an example to them of what Christ's commitment to the church is. Yeah. So why should they buy into a Christ when their parents can't even buy into a long-term commitment with one another? Absolutely. And in 19, back in the 1870s, there was one divorce for every 34 marriages. By 1990, one in five marriages ended in divorce. Today, one out of every two marriages ended in divorce. Oh my gosh, that's insane. That's called a commitment issue. Yeah. That's called a commitment yeah. issue. That's not called anything else mm-hmm. but a true commitment issue that's the i don't feel like it dot yeah. dot dot yeah. and listen if it you have been happy di- yeah that's right if you've been divorced please know this is not a knife in the back attack right. this is a hey let's look at the facts and let's rebuke Satan and figure out how to go from bondage yes. to freedom. And move forward from here. Move forward from here. The revival. The renewing of our minds. Let's renew where we are right now, no matter what our stories are. Let's renew our minds now and become recommitted to Christ and not just to the idea of a God. It's not a get out of jail free pass. Right. It is committed to Christ likeness. Yeah. We've got to emulate Christ. According to a recent Gallup poll, 73% of Americans under the age of 45 believe that life spent with the same partner is both unusual and unnecessary. So if that's thir- 73% of Americans, that's wow. Christians too. Right. Those are the Christians too. It doesn't right. say 73% of Americans that's who are number. not churchgoers. That's that's right. That's shocking. Isn't that crazy? Ten years ago, for every wife who left her family, 600 husbands did. Today, for each man who leaves, two women do. Wow. So I'm leaving with that statistic because I really believe, ladies, wow. we hold the key to revival. Mm-hmm. We underestimate the impact that we have in this culture. We underestimate the power that we have in the church, not because we want to control, but because of our level of influence, because of how passionate we are, because we are open to spiritual things so much more. We have got to get back in touch with that and redefine what commitment is. Yeah. I mean, we are made in God's image just as much as a man, but in a different part of God's image. That's right. You know? That's right. And, and uh, until we embrace that, we're not going to be able to represent the commitment and the patience and the abiding and right. the, everything that we've been talking about. Like, 
we, it's time. We were talking again last night. I mean, we had such a great conversation. <laughs> it was it was really was amazing. So I, know, I know, I know, I know. It was really amazing because then Greg would have to be on here, and he would get too much excitement out of that. Yes, we can't give we can't give him that open door. Um, session someday. Oh, when you look at Christ's life, we were talking about the Passion of the Christ movie. Even when you look at Christ's life, who was the one person that was truly committed from the get go? Committed to even when he was lost and stayed back and they Mm -hmm. had left and had to go back and get him. Who was committed to Jesus more than anybody else? His mama. His mom. She knew he was going to die. She knew the story. But she was committed to him through and through. She didn't try to talk him out of it. She didn't try to change Mm -hmm. his mind. She didn't try to create an an alternative. Mm -hmm. She stayed beside him. Yeah. She didn't try to All fix it for him, enable her, you know, enable him the whole way through. And so I think she's a great picture to us of what we need to start becoming again as women of Christianity. Mm-hmm. We need to be at Christ's side, supporting his message, supporting his cause and being his hands and his feet. Yes. We need to recommit that. Um, okay. So let's just talk about what commitment is. Yeah. Uh, an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. Wow. That's the Webster Dictionary. Freedom An engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. Wow. So, being. <laughs> Isn't it wow. crazy? An engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. I never would have pegged that as the definition. Uh-uh. No. Mm-hmm. A promise to be loyal to someone or something. Loyal. Yeah. To someone or yeah. to something. Okay, here's my favorite. It's Urban Dictionary. I often love the Urban Dictionary definition. Commitment is what transforms the promise into reality. Oh. It's not the promise itself. It's the reality of the promise. That's commitment. That is beautiful. It is the words that speak boldly of your intentions and the actions which speak louder than the words. Hmm. It is the making the time when there is none coming through time after time after time, year after year after year. Commitment is the stuff character is made of. The power to change the face of things. It is the daily triumph of integrity over skepticism. Oh my goodness. That's really good. When I say I love you, I mean that I'm committed to working to love you, even when it's hard. How awesome is that? That is, is awesome. awesome. Is that such a great definition? I think of the Urban commitment? Dictionary people really are like sincere Jesus followers. I know, I know. <laughs> Based on the last few. I know, I know. I love them. Uh, the first part, transformation or commitment is what transforms the promise into reality. And when I thought about that, I thought about the cross, right? His promise of an everlasting life was transformed into a reality of his death on the cross. That's how committed. That's how you know he was committed. Yeah. His actions, he spoke and spoke and spoke of what he was going to do. And the disciples knew what he had been talking about, but they still didn't buy into it. Mm -hmm. Then he dies on the cross and they start thinking, okay, maybe he really meant that. Then he resurrects and they're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. He was the Messiah. Right. Even after they walked with him for all that time. His actions spoke louder than his words. Well, I mean, what does James say? Word, you know, words without action right. yeah. are void. Dead. Yeah, That's right. They're void. It's and worthless. so, again, just looking at ourselves and looking at our own levels of commitment, 
are our what are our, our actions saying? Are our actions lining up with our words? Um, and you know, we're not going to get into the but people change and things change. We get that. This is really about when I first started the whole thing about being committed. It was about us being committed to each other. That was kind of the avenue I was going down. And I realized that it is not about our commitment to each other. It's about our commitment to God. And if Mm -hmm. our commitment to God was where it was supposed to be, our level of commitment was where it was supposed to be, our level of patience, our level of abiding was where it was supposed to be, then everything else would fall into place. And we would be committed to people. Right. Because we would know how important it is. We would know how detrimental it is to sever our commitments in the face of Jesus. Mm. In the name of Jesus. Like mm-hmm. that is, that is huge. Um, so commit a couple of, of, of Hebrew and Greek definitions. So Hebrew root galal, G-A-L-A-L, which means to roll, like as to roll away or heap. It can also mean to trust. So for instance, you know, we'll talk about how the Lord says, commit your ways into the Lord, roll them onto him, heap mm-hmm. them onto him because he's big enough. It's kind of like the patience thing, yeah. right? He's big enough. He's why his shoulders are broad enough to handle all of that. Mm-hmm. So commit all of your ways to him yeah. and he will direct your paths. Mm-hmm. Trust him with all of your heart, you know, and right. all your soul and all your mind. Um, and then also the English to Greek translation to be committed, to be fully engaged in, to have promised to pledged to be involved. So fully engaged, not just until the going gets tough or, you know, we go through the tough times. That's why in our marriage we say through better for worse, through death do us part. And, you know, a lot of marriage vows are taking that out because people are going into marriage never even intending to stay in it if it gets hard. They're going in with an out clause. Yeah. And, And the sad thing about that is, is we're missing the golden years, just like the purification of us as a Christian when we break our commitments, we're missing the joy and the reward that Christ gives us for our perseverance. Because there is joy that comes mm-hmm. through our perseverance and through through just sinking into that. Mm-hmm. So um, that's just kind of what we're going to cover today. Uh, a couple of, of quotes I want to leave us with, and um, we'll have one application that we can do. We can be committed to a set of Christian values or to a lifestyle of discipleship without being committed to God himself, kind of like the Pharisees. Mm -hmm. But Paul said, offer yourself to God, and in doing that, commit yourself to the pursuit of holiness in order to please him. That's uh, Jerry Bridges in The Discipline of Grace. And then let us not forget that the momentum of our commitment as Christians in the world is not a uh, I had this word down pat, (laughs) a philanthropic idea, not a vague humanism, but a gift from God. That is the gift of being sons and daughters that we have received in baptism. This gift is at the same time a task. God's children do not hide. Rather, they bring their joyous children of God to the world. They don't hide. That's the Pope. Wow. The Pope is all about us taking what we've been given out into the world, committed to Christ, committed to Christianity in such a way that we're not to keep it to ourselves. We're Mm going to share it and we're going to be the light and we're going to be the transforming power of Christ to the world. That's huge. And he even in this article, and we'll have this on the blog, the, the Pope was even talking about the family unit and how we need to redefine the family unit. We've got to get back to the family unit with yeah. what that commitment looks like because right. whether we like it or not, we that commitment is what Christ likened himself to. Yeah. And we've got to get back to defining how important that right. is. 
So those are just some thoughts of commitment. Anybody? Yeah, any I have a, I have a thought. I was just um, thinking about when we're talking about commitment because we've been really specifically talking about marriage and the family and. and specifically committed to God. What about um, commitments when it comes to church organizations, um, softball, like cheerleading, whatever your commitments are. What are your views on overcommitment? Because that seems to be another huge problem in our culture mm-hmm. is being overcommitted. Mm-hmm. Well, I think sometimes we're too quick to commit to things without abiding in God and praying through, is this the right time for that? Mm. And so, you know, like we had talked briefly about let your yes be yes and your no be no. Um, and we are so quick to say yes, that when we can't follow through with it, we pull out Mm -hmm. and like ruin our witness and our integrity for Christ because our, our word, we didn't keep. We broke our word. Um, and I think a lot of times we just are quick to commit because it feels good. It's something we want to do. We're filling that void. We're filling a void. We're doing without really asking God, is this the right time for me to be doing that? And it's almost like overcommitment is a form of non-commitment. That's like, right. you know, when you're committed to a thousand things and so you're pulling from this thing to do this thing and pulling from this thing to do this thing, like right. in a way you're kind of saying, well, I'm so committed that it's okay for me not to be as committed to you that I, as I should be. Right. It's a mile wide inch deep. And I've got a great example of this because our, our youth ministers approached Chris and I at the beginning of this school year and asked if we would be willing to teach seventh grade Sunday school with some, some co-teachers. And, um, you know, I just, man, it's hard to say no when they come to you specifically and say, yeah. we are in such a need. Yeah. We really need help. And, um, our kids are in middle school. These are the people that are ministering to our kids. How can we not give back to them when we have the ability to do it, right. you know, and we, we can. And so we committed to that. And of course we, Chris and I have gone through a whole growth thing about undercommitted, overcommitted, committed to the right things, committed <laughs> right. to the wrong things. Um, this has been kind of a, a spiritual growth for both of us. And so <clears throat> sometimes you do things, whether you really want to do them or not, because you have the ability to do them. And we yeah. filled in that void and we said yes. Yeah. But when you step back and you look at mine and Chris's lives, we are committed to a lot of other things. I'm committed to this podcast. I'm committed to my family. I coach volleyball. I'm committed to um, the girls group of our, of our life group. Chris is committed to a very busy job. He's committed to coaching football. He's committed to um, other involvements at our churches. And so you feel like you need to get back and do more. And it's funny because we're doing it and we've both realized like that probably was not the best thing for us to do because, and we're not breaking the commitment. We're staying in it because we know that that's important. That's Mm -hmm. not fair to go up and say, Hey, we're out. Mm -hmm. We can't do this. There's too many things, but there are other things that we know God has led us to. And we were doing that more out of obligation than we are out of feeling convicted to do it. Mm, And so it's a lesson. You continue to learn. You continue to grow. And it's been a lesson to both of us that we love those kids and we love our church. But the 80-20, 20% of the people cannot continue to do 80% of the work. And it is, you're right, it's not just about commitment to marriage. I'm kind of passionate about that one. But it's not just about commitment to marriage. And we're going to talk about the yay-nay, the hot-cold, you know, your works, what fruit you're bearing. We're going to talk about all that because that's how you measure your commitment. Yes, next week we're going to finish our commitment. 
And I would just say in closing, I think a lot of peop- a lot of us, and I've done this before, wear overcommitment as a badge of honor. Mm. That's right. And so you really have to Ouch. be um, very, <laughs> you have to hold a mirror up and ask yourself, are you overcommitted so that you can tell everybody how overcommitted oh, you are right. so they can see how committed you yeah, are in every area? That's right. Mm-hmm. It's the doer's mentality, not yeah. the beer's. And I guarantee you, that, that joy you're getting, that happiness, that filled up is short-lived. Because oh, it's not yeah. going to hold you through the true commitments mm-hmm. that you need to be held to. Oh, yeah. And, and I know that. I've apart, walked that walk. Then, you know, what do you have left? That's right. Yeah. I've walked that walk, and I can say that emphatically. Like, that is a short-lived good job, hoorah. Uh, yeah. Well, ladies, we're out of time, but I, I cannot wait for next week for a good job yes. commitment. Monica, would you close us out? Yes. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for the truth of your word and for demonstrating to us again and again and again what true commitment is, what true commitment looks like. I pray as we let the message from today permeate our hearts and our minds that you will begin to illuminate areas where either we need to strengthen our level of commitment or we need to let some commitments go in order to hold fast to the things that we truly need to be committed to. We just love you so much. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Beecast. We would love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Just search Be Still Be Free. And of course, check out our website, www.bestillbefree.com.